Hey there, hi there, hello there. This is episode 63 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. That might be the runaway winner for the worst open you've ever had. Hey there, hi there, hello there. Uh, What's wrong with that? That's terrible. Why? It's so bad. That's just, that's illegal in like six states. No, man, it's very, it's very, uh... Gomer Pyle? No, no. It's very, um... You can't very sincere. It's a very okay. sincere okay. introduction. Hey there, hi there, hello there. Welcome, again, this is episode 63. I can't imagine why you're single. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> Appreciate that's, you. That's uh, not getting edited out of you know. That's for another show. Mm-hmm. Another show in the distant, distant future. We'll need more beers for that one. Definitely. Um, thanks for tuning in. We are continuing our discussion of uh, our, our, we're continuing with our preview of the 2015 baseball season. Last week we wrapped up with the National League. Let's see. We're starting with the American League, and we're going to start with the American League East tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. First team on the docket is Baltimore Orioles. Last year, the Orioles won the division with a 96-66 and 66 record. Um, they're, they're definitely a team that's um, outperformed their pro- projections the last, I want to say, two years. I have to – man, I couldn't agree more because look at that pitching. I mean, there is no legitimate number one on that team right now. Um, There's no uh, David Price. There's no Justin Verlander. There's no Clayton Kershaw. You want me to go through the rotation right now as it stands? Yeah. <laughs> right now, it's Chris Tillman, Yi Chan, Kevin Gossman, who we're both high on, Miguel Gonzalez, and Bud Norris. But... I believe right now uh, Gossman is going to be in the bullpen and Ubaldo Jimenez will be starting in that fifth slot. And just again, look at that rotation. I mean, how that rotation was able to amass 96 wins last season uh, is impressive. Well, it helps when your um, offense leads, leads the league to home runs. That helps. Yeah, uh, but that's going to take a that's definitely going to go in the opposite direction this year, more than likely. Let's see. Uh, let's go over the additions so far for the Baltimore Orioles. So, first off, they re-signed J.J. Hardy to a three-year, $40 million extension. Why wow. J.J. Oh, Hardy, three years and 40? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. <laughs> I take it you're not a fan? Yeah, he's been around for a while, hasn't he? Yep. And he got $40 million? What did he do last season? Huh? Last season, two sixty-eight, nine home runs, fifty-two RBIs, but one of the best defensive shortstops in the league. Okay, you pay a premium for defensive shortstops. Defense up the middle, catcher, shortstop, center fielder. So you pay a little bit more. Um, yeah, apparently he's had he's having an investigatory procedure on his left shoulder. Mm-hmm. So he's out right now. He won't be playing until at least Wednesday. Wow. Um, keep going. Um, Yi Chen, Yi Chen. Um, they picked up his four point seven five million dollar option for this year. That's a no brainer, in my opinion. The guy won sixteen games last season. Yeah, yeah sixteen uh, and six. Wow. I mean, 
you know, not a dominant season at all. But still, he was their best starting pitcher they yeah. had last year. And to get him back for only for less than five million is clearly no brainer. Something that any team would love to have at this point. Couple other um, signings. Uh, re-signed Chris Davis, one year, $12 million. He's suspended for the first game of the season, right? At least the first game. I think it may be the first five. And then he got the exemption over the offseason. Yeah, for Adderall. To start taking Adderall. And that's what he got busted for last season, wasn't it? Yes, he was taking it. Without the exemption. He had an exemption. When he was taking it, then the exemption ran out, and then he failed the test. That's right. right. So, but he has it now, and once his suspension is up, he can start taking it again. Uh-huh. Um, do you anticipate that? Uh, you know, being the the boost that he needs, I guess, for a better life of words. I mean, it would hard. It would be hard for him to have a worse year than he did last year, which was filled with injuries. As well, uh, let's see. The, the, last year he hit 196, which is a huge drop off from his 2013 season where he hit 286. Oh yeah! Wow, I didn't know. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. Um, if you had to predict, where would you say his batting average is this year? Somewhere between 286 and 196. Of course, you <laughs> I'm like, um, out. No, I. I if the Adderall really has this kind of effect that it had two seasons ago, then I think realistically you can look at uh, you can hope for a two seventy average. But I don't. Yeah. I think he's going to have more like a Chris Carter here with a little better average. Maybe it's two forty, but not in forty home runs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I expect. Uh, you want me to keep moving? Yeah. Couple of more arbitration cases. Matt Weeders resigned one year, eight point three million. And man, he's, he's having a rough go with the uh, Tommy John recovery. Yeah, apparently, I think I heard that he may be starting the year in the, on the designated on the DL. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. Yeah, Weeders will remain in Florida to play extended spring training games, so he's definitely going on the DL. Weeders has been the, the guy I've been hearing about for about five years now that still hasn't broken out. He kind of reminds me of Harper. Maybe not to the same press extent, but the same guy that you're just sitting around waiting for him to have that one superstar year and it still hasn't happened. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had some good seasons, but nothing, you know, mind-blowing. Nothing to deserve the hype he's been in for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, let's see, going on. Bud Norris, our uh, net arbitration case, one year, $8.8 million. Good for Bud. <laughs> no, no other comment. Good for Bud. That's yeah, about it. Uh, a few more one year deals. Jonathan Scoop, Kevin Gossman, Manny Machado, Stephen Pierce, and last week they signed Everett Cabrera to a one year, $2.4 million contract. To play, I guess he's going to be backup shortstop. Yeah. Well, he might play second base if Jonathan Scoop doesn't, you know, pan out. There's always that chance, but, man, eh, not that much to pay a backup, especially with all the money coming into the game. Oh, yeah. Um, any of the other additions you want to talk about? No, no, no. 
All right, let's get to who they lost. Uh, Nick Conley, catcher, uh, signed with Colorado. Andrew Miller, starting pitcher, signed with New York Yankees. Nick Marcadius, who I've already savaged on this podcast, signed that crazy outlandish deal with Atlanta. And the big one, Nelson Cruz, signing with Seattle. Marcadius is a heck of a, an agent. Yeah. That's for sure. I've already, I've already ripped both. I've already ripped the team, Atlanta, for that uh, that deal. You want to talk about Nelson Cruz? Uh, yeah. Well, first, uh, Andrew Miller is a relief pitcher. A relief pitcher. Yeah, he's going to be the more likely the Yankees closer. Mm-hmm. That starting pitcher on this website, the Sport Track website. Uh, oh well, it lied to me. Uh, so continue. Let's go over Cruz's year last year. Last year, 271, 40 home runs. The only guy with 40 home yeah, runs. Yeah, I was say, the only guy that hit. Uh, definitely, he takes away a big bat in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Who's just... But I don't I don't think... I, we'll talk about this more when we get to Seattle. I think the 40 home run days are done with. For Cruz? Yes. Um... Yeah, there's a good chance. I mean, I mean, look how many home runs that uh, your boy uh, Robbie Cano, Robbie Cano, went from double digit home runs to you know not in the mid to high twenties to hitting what twelve last year. I think so. You should know this. He's your boy. So yeah, it's um, uh, is it the ballpark? I guess it's the ballpark. Yeah, it saps power. I mean, because it's a, it's going to be a decent lineup. He's going to be surrounded in. Um, I guess you could argue not as good as Baltimore's lineup from last season, but you know Cano is, is going to be there. Uh, Zanino has power potential. Um, Kyle Seeger, you know he's he's a good third baseman, um, and you know it has the makings to be a. A really good lineup for that division. That's awesome. But let's talk about Seattle when we get to Seattle. Right, right. But, about Baltimore but, right now. Well, then why are we talking about Nelson Cruz for so long? We should I, just mentioned that we, we lost him. I was trying to tell what his loss means to the team. Well, it's, I mean, if you're predicting he's no longer hit 40 home runs, then, you know, they would have lost 40 home runs anyways. And they will... I think they'll be fine, especially if Chris Davis can bounce back. Um, if Shoop, Shope, whatever his name is, if he can produce double-digit home runs for second base, which he's projected to, and I believe he did last season as well. Um, last year, 16 home runs for Shoop. Yeah. and was a 209 bad average. But in how many games? 137. That's not bad. That's... You know, batting average, I think, at this point, is going to be all over the place for players. Um, Especially since it seems like, you know, everybody's pretty much accepted uh, a 270 average as a pretty good batting average. Yeah, 270, good, 209, bad. Yeah, but I don't think people don't look at batting average anymore, it seems like. Even Chris Carter, you know, hits for a low batting average. And like you said, it's, you know, 30-plus home runs. That's true. But Chris Carter walks and Shoop does not. His on-base percentage uh, was 244. So 
didn't even get on base one quarter of the time. Not exactly building confidence here. Yeah, but you're also supposed to... You, you hope that your middle infielders can get on base like that, but um, if they have power like he does, then you know it's, it's sacrificing one for the other at this point. Uh, but guys like him, if Weeders is able to bounce back, then the loss of Nelson Cruz won't be as great. You know, if, if you can if you can replace the power um, elsewhere, if you can spread it out elsewhere, which looks like they might be able to do, but um, if not, you know, get pretty close to it. Jimmy Pareda is still out there playing. Wow. Have him down for a shortstop and right field for the Orioles. Good luck with that. Uh, bounce back player. Uh, bounce back uh, Chris Davis. Um, we already spoke about him, but a guy I really think bounce back is Manny Machado. I mean, he's had uh, last year he was coming off that knee injury he suffered in 2013. Mm-hmm. He had a weird like issue with the. Uh, Open A's. He was like tossing his bat around towards Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Uh, just a guy who seemed like he was struggling in his sophomore season and just didn't know how to handle it. For sure. For sure. I mean, and that's about as good of a candidate in all of baseball, I think, for a bounce back season is this guy with all the potential that he does possess. Yeah, and he really suffered last year defensively. I think he was still getting his legs under him Mm -hmm. compared to how great he was in 2013 playing third base. So I really think he's going to – I think he's going to bounce back with the bat, maybe a 280 batting average, but you're really going to see him pick up on the glove end. Mm -hmm. Um, Next section, regression candidate. Uh, Regression candidate could be (sighs) – who was good in this team last year? Wai Yin Chen. 16 wins. Um, I think that'll take a step back in that department. 16, uh, 16 and 6 record. 16 and 6. The mid 3 ERA? I think 3.54 ERA last year. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm picking Adam Jones. Ooh, don't say that. Uh Let's see, last three years, home run total, 32, 33, 29. Uh, it's been about 285 average. I don't know why, but I can just see, like, I, I, don't, I don't wish any ill will or, you know, injuries to the player, but I can just see him struggling to play games this year and maybe ending up with a 265 batting average with, like, 15, home, 15 to 18 home runs. Wow, you're really... Really cut him at the knees. Uh, not really. I hope nothing happens to his yeah. knees. But uh, I'm just looking through this team, and you know, we talk about um, you lose Nelson Cruz. You hope um, Chris Davis comes back and be somewhere in between what he was last year and what he was in 2013. Uh-huh. But if he's not that guy, and you, you know Cruz is gone, like I said, then there's not really anybody else to step up for this team. I think Steve, Steven Pierce hit two ninety three and 21 home runs last year. I think that's his career year. I think he's going to uh, – I don't want to say 
be terrible, but he's going to be back to he's going to regress back to where he was as well. And if he regresses a little bit, then I expect Adam Jones to regress a lot because there's not much protection in this lineup. So they have quite a few guys that could that could regress. Yeah, I should have picked Stephen Pierce, but he's on my fantasy team, so I was looking at. But Jones, thanks, thanks for the, the good vibes on my for my fantasy team with Andy Jones. Yeah, well. Some must have to suffer. That's all I can say. Sure. Um, Delvin Young is on this team. God, you talk about a guy who's going to regress. Mm, yeah. Although AJ Hardy is a good candidate for regression. He's uh, is he thirty or thirty one? Oh, I'm sorry. He's thirty two. He's thirty two when the season starts. So that defense might start slipping a little bit. Guys no longer play in the mid to late thirties. Now that the PEDs are hopefully gone. Uh, breakout candidate. Um, breakout candidate. Gosh, I'm not sure. Who, who would you say? Let me think about that. I was about to cheat and say the same thing. Breakout candidate. Give me a guy that I am high on. So let me. Uh, I'll say Gosman. Uh, yeah, that's the guy I'm looking at. Uh, you know what? You can take Gosman. I'll take Dylan Bundy. Okay. You think he'll he'll make it up this year? Yeah, I think he'll be up sometime around the All Star break and just be. Uh, let's see. Let's say right now he's supposed to be limited to about a hundred innings, mm-hmm. but he can still be great in those hundred innings because he's coming off a of Tommy John surgery, correct? Yes. Yeah. So he'll be a bullpen guy, pitch mm-hmm. you know, fifty times in the in the big leagues. If they're really worried about, uh, you know. Right now, I think their closer is either Zach Britton or Tommy Hunter. If they really wanted to see what Dylan Bundy's about, they would make him the closer for this year, and then make him, and then put him in the rotation starting next year. Why not go with that? If you're sure. only going to get a hundred innings out of him, make him the make it the most pressure packed hundred innings to see you get the most value out of him. Definitely, I agree. Uh, what's the next one? Towel toss player. Um, I think Adam Jones. He's from all by all accounts, he's kind of a, an emotional vocal leader for that clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I think if he could, if he were to go down, I think it would kind of start to unravel for the whole team. You know, you go through this list, and it's like you you don't really have candidates because Matt Weirson went down last year; they did fine. Chris Davis was terrible last year; they were fine. Uh, Shoop is still young. J.J. Hardy, yeah, it doesn't really seem like he's the – he might be the leader in the clubhouse, but not on the field. Man Machado was up and down last year. Alejandro De Aza. He's coming over from Chicago. Exactly. So he hasn't been alone. And then you have Adam Jones in center field and Steve Pierce, who isn't making or bring your team. And we already talked about how the pitching staff is, doesn't have like a one. So, yeah, it's – by default is Adam Jones. Yeah. Not really too happy about that, are you? It's like, oh, it's like, oh that's all we got, folks. Uh, so, next one is over or under for the Baltimore Orioles 82 and a half wins. 82 and a half? Yep. Uh, I'll say over just because they're getting Chris Davis back. Um, they're hoping for a. Fully recovered Manu Machado, and that 
pitching staff was able to get 96 wins last year. And it's pretty much the same pitching staff from last season. So uh, I don't necessarily think they'll get to 96 wins, but um, I think they're they're uh, capable of winning more than 82. Yeah, this is going to be fun because all five of these teams can win the division, and all five of these teams can end up somewhere between 90 and uh, 81 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Baltimore Orioles, I'm tired of being the statistic guy that goes against them. I'm picking the over as well. Um, last two years, I picked under because of their rotation and their bad depth, depth and they maybe look like a fool. So I'm tired of reading against them. I'm jumping on that train. Uh, all right, bold prediction for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, a bold prediction. They go out and get a stop, a top starting pitcher, and they give up Dylan Bundy. Okay. To get that start, that's wow. That is kind of My idea was just that Jonathan Shoup and J.J. Hardy were both going to finish the year with over 20 home runs. Mm. I hope someone out there is listening and writing these down because I'm not. And I'm not going to pull back on it. All right, moving on to the Boston Red Sox. Finished last year 71 and 91. These were they? Yeah, they were the worst in this division, and <laughs> they really changed things around. You want me to just jump in? Sure. All right. Stop me when you say something that you want to go through. Uh, some of the biggest moves in the all season. They signed Hanley Ramirez for four years, eighty-eight million dollars. Uh huh. Pablo Sandoval, five years, ninety-five million. Traded for Rick Porcello from Detroit. Signed arbitration one year, twelve point five million. Went out and brought back Justin Masterson, one year, nine point five million. Traded for Wade Miley, then signed him to a three year, nineteen point two five million dollar deal. Uh, so Trade for Ryan Hannigan, and a couple of arbitration cases they solved with a uh, Christian Vasquez, Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr. Brock Holt, the best name in baseball, and Xander Bogarts. What is your favorite transaction that they made this soft season? Uh, my favorite transaction that they made this off season. Not trading Mookie Betts or Xander Bogarts. Can I say that? Sure. Uh, but as far as free agent wise, I think the Rick Porcello trade. I don't know. I think. In this, on this team, he could be a passable ace, or not ace, but a passable number one. Uh-huh. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly that that's probably the best signing. Really? Wow, I did not see uh, that coming. the Red Sox. Uh, did not see the that best, the best move made by the Red Sox. Absolutely, man. I mean, as good as Sandoval has been, um... He's going to a pretty stressful environment, and you know, where I think I, I still think even the Giants are expected to win every other year, but um, the Red Sox are expected to be contending year in and year out. It's a high, it's a high pressure situation. Uh, he's coming from the you know the West Coast, you know, where it's not, it's just everything's kind of relaxed, everything's just kind of laid back, mm-hmm. uh, and he's still just. It's hard to root for a guy. For a professional athlete who makes millions of dollars and basically refuses to get in any kind of shape, 
Well, David Ortiz is the same way, so at least he has a, a partner in that. On that. Right. I know what you're going to say. David Ortiz doesn't play the outfield, but still. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure how much shape I would get into if I could be fat and still get $95 million. Well, shame on the teams for, for paying guys like that. But, you know, when you are a professional athlete, I mean, you know, I'm not saying you have to be a, a you know, a physical specimen, but, you know, look, at least look presentable. At least look presentable in your uniform. Like, you, you know, actually maybe do a, you know, a bench press or two instead of, you know, curling a donut or, or 12. Maybe that's, that's how he, feel com- he feels comfortable. And besides, not all athletes, you know, get into the best shape of their lives. Every spring training, you hear the story, oh, he's in the best shape in his life, all that stuff. And maybe this is how he, maybe this is how, he's good this way. How much, if he loses weight, like CeCe Zabathia CC lost all that weight last year and couldn't keep it together. So maybe losing weight isn't going to help him that much. Can't hurt him? I mean, it can't hurt him anymore. Like, I don't think it can. I mean, come on. Getting into shape as opposed to not being in shape uh, can't be devastating. I think CC went through a lot because of not just the weight loss, but getting old. Here's the amount of games that... uh Sandoval has played in the last what's that six years 153, 152, 117, 108, 141, 157. Yeah, the, the, and those two right years, injuries, he broke the handmade bone. I get all that, I, I get it. I'm not saying he's he's injury prone because he's fat, I'm just saying it's I can't. I, I just personally, I just can't root for a guy who just willingly chooses to be fat. When he gets paid all that money, it's not like he has a nine to five job besides baseball where he doesn't have time to go to the gym. He, he clearly is just refusing to go to the gym, and I'm not cool with that. Um, so that's why I prefer the Porcello trade because Porcello, you know, um, one is a lot younger, more cost control. I'm going to defend Pablo Sandoval because if you're a good player and people are willing to pay you that much money. And you don't have to get in, in the shape in that great of a shape. I, I'm not complaining about it. I guess I just would. Pref- I guess I just would enjoy being paid to you know go go to the gym. Yes, I, I don't know. That's just that's just me. But um, and then you know the Hanley signing. It's four years. It's all you know. You know, ninety million dollars for a guy who. Um, was injury prone at shortstop, and now they're going to put him in left field? Was that where you're going? Yeah, um, and he's what, already in his thirties. Yes, I think so. Henry Ramirez is thirty-one. Thirty-one, um, and I might be getting mistaken for someone else, but doesn't always have the best attitude. That's correct. That's a big risk too, man. Um, but hey, you know, if you can get 20 home runs out of both guys, good for you. Um, but I think uh, Parcello has the most upside at this point. You know, because he has youth on his side. Last three years, Parcello has increased his innings pitch 176 to 177 to 204 last year. 
lowered his walks per nine, 225 to 214 to 1.8. And his ERA has gone down the last, let's see, five years. From three, uh, 4.92, 4.75, 4.59, 4.32, and last year, 3.43. And that has a lot to do with maturity. I mean, he started the, the league at, what, age 20? I believe it was age 20. He came in in 2009. He'd have been, tw- yeah, 20. Yeah, so I think, you know, just his maturity has been a, played a huge part in that, um, which indicates he's only getting better. You know what didn't play a, a huge part in that? The Detroit Tigers defense. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been, he's been doing it with his arm and not, you know, behind some great shortstop. Right. Um, were there any other signs that you want to talk about? Uh, no. All right, so losses. Uh, Ryan Roberts. Signed with KC. They trade away Jonas Suspedes to Detroit and the, I'm sorry, the Rick Priscilla trade. Mm-hmm. Will Middlebrooks trade to San Diego. Uh, we talked about that. And they also lost two starting pitchers, Ruby De La Rosa and Allen Webster, which they trade to Arizona to get Wade Motley. Mm-hmm. Any burning questions for this team? What What is this outfield going to look like? Um, it's very there's a lot of guys, a lot of candidates. Mookie Betts, Chan Victorino, so, Castillo. So far, Harry Ramirez is locked into left. It's looking like Betts will be playing center. Castillo will be sent down to the minors because he was hurt for a large portion of uh, spring training. Mm-hmm. And either Victorino or Craig will be playing in right field. It's like Victorino, but yeah, there's a high chance he, he traded. They still have Alan Craig as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Daniel Nava. Yeah. And Brock Holt, two guys who played great for them last year in part-time duty. Yeah, that's that's a lot of a lot of guys, you know, vying for you know three or four spots. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan of the Henry Ramirez trade just because it became a, a game of where do you put him? Right. I mean, you can only you can't possibly delay Xander Bogarts' um, progression. By you know, bringing in a guy like Hanley to play shortstop, you know Bogarts is clearly the guy of the future, has all the talents in the world to live up to that, mm-hmm. and is is due. I mean, his time is now. Very much so. Um, any more questions? Do you think they're going to regret not going and signing a big top of the line pitcher? No, because. A, they have the money to do it next offseason, and B, they have the prospects to do it this season, to trade for somebody like Cole Hamels. So, I think I predicted that Cole Hamels will end up on the Red Sox by midseason. I'm sure there's going to be another one or two big names out there on teams that are um, falling to the wayside during the season, but they'll go out and pick up. Can't think of any names right now. Of course, you never, never did. Um, you want to move to our categories? Sure. All right. Who is your bounce back player? The bounce back, I think, will be. Um, I already know my guy. Gosh. I don't 
want to be, you know, obvious, Captain Obvious. So I'll say Shane Victorino. Why not? Shane Victorino working for you last year. Uh, last year, only played thirty games. Yeah. Two sixty-eight average, three hundred three on base, two home runs. Well, at least he he tried. Yeah. What did he have last year? I don't even remember what injury he had. Was it a foot injury? Who knows? Who cares? Is that what you're going with? Pretty much. Alright, so that's your choice. I'm going with the laser show, Dustin Perdue. Uh, I knew it. That's why I had to pick I was trying to pick something different because I figured you guys have had that that bond for the past like ten years. I love Dustin Pedroia. I'm just sad that he was terrible last year. I had to drop him in my fantasy team. Always love a guy who's five seven and you know has an MVP in his trophy case. Sure. Uh, so I think he'll bounce back because last year every, he was hurt, uh, played through injury, played 135 game with a torn ligament in his thumb, mm-hmm. only hit 278 with seven home runs. I really think that this year he'll be a, two, a 300 hitter again. Got high hopes for Petey. Um, regression candidate. I know I'm going again. <laughs> I feel like I know everybody on the Red Sox. Big Poppy? <laughs> yep. I mean, he's, what, 40 years old? He will be 40. Yeah. He'll be 39 this season, but he'll be 40 in, what's that, November. Uh, you know, unless he's on something, um, I think this will be the year where time will start to catch up to him. Last year, 263, 355 on base, wow, and 35 home runs. I think that's all coming down. I think he he'll struggle to hit twenty five home runs this year, mm-hmm. if you know even twenty. Unless you know he's on something. <laughs> are you are you trying to insinuate something? No, I'm just saying. Do you see that what he wrote? Basically, no one's tested more than he is, and he's a definite Hall of Famer. Yeah. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Um. Sure, why not? Everybody else is going to think so. Yeah. You know, he's the, the face of baseball for the past 10 years. Uh, I would say Derek Jeter is the face of baseball uh, after that celebration that he had for his retirement last year. You know, he um, he's probably now the most prolific DH hitter of all time. You know? I have to say, if Edgar Martinez isn't in, then David Ortiz shouldn't be in. <laughs> but you awkward. know he's going to get in before Edgar Martinez will. Not really. I mean, who you're saying what... You've seen how these voters vote against guys who have PED suspicions. Why do you think yeah, Bagwell's been out so long? But everybody loves David Ortiz. Not everybody. People get tired of his bolsterous ways and the way he always whines and begs for a contract. I can see Do they? Yeah. Oh, wow, I really thought I was the only one. Nope. I really thought everybody loved you him. You think writers aren't vindictive? I could have sworn they were in love with this guy. That they no. were all over his, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of writers that would like to do nothing more than preserve the hollow um, um, halls of the Hall of Fame and keep guys with a quote unquote PED, a failed PED test out of the hall. And so I would be surprised if he gets him first ballot. He'll probably be out for a couple of years. Uh, breakout candidate. I'll go Xander Bogarts. Hmm. You took my guy. I thought you were going to go Mookie Betts. I was going to go either one that you didn't say. Well, now I was going to go with the one I didn't think you would say. 
It doesn't matter. I am high as a kite on both these guys. I think the, the sky is the limit for these guys. Xander Bogarts can be, you know, three in the next three years he'll be a top five shortstop. And Mookie Betts will probably be the second best, no, the third best center fielder behind Trout and Byron Buxton. That's how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I'm high on these guys. High as a kite. I'm almost, I'm planting my flag on these guys like I did Chris Bryant. My flag is down. That's what I roll with. Uh, let's see, towel toss player. Um, Ortiz. Man, I don't. I feel if Ortiz goes down, they'll put Hany Ramirez in DH and have either Brocco or Daniel Nava or even Alan Craig fill in. Let's go with the guy we were talking about earlier, Rick Porcello. You think he's a towel toss? If that rot- do you see the rotation behind him? Do you so he's the number one guy. Do you, do you see this rotation behind him? Uh, look, look at this. Yeah. Right now, number two is Clay Buckholtz. Then Wade Miley, Justin Masterson, and Joe Kelly. I thought Buckholtz would be the number one just by default. You know, the incumbent. Uh, well, he might be on starting on opening day, but I have more faith in that Rick Purcell than I do Clay Buckholtz. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. I, it's just for me. If a hitter goes down, I think they have guys you know on the bench to plug in. If Porcello goes down, not so much. Not so much. They'll have to make a panic trade for somebody. Maybe they'll hurt themselves prospect wise, or maybe there'll be someone out there like apparently the Phillies are doing with Cole Hamels asking too much, and they just say screw it and it hurts them in the playoffs when you don't have the number one guy. Uh, let's see. Over or under for this team is 86 and a half wins. Ooh, man, that's tough. Because they always find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that rotation is just not strong enough. So, I'll say just under, like, 85. So. Oh, I'm going over because I, I fully believe there's going to be a trade that they're going to make. Oh, uh, yeah. And they're gonna. I think they're gonna win like ninety. I almost say ninety six. Like ninety two, ninety three games. Uh, what's your bold prediction for this team? Bold prediction. Um, Mookie Betts hits twenty home runs. Hmm. Bold prediction for this team. Mookie Betts is 20 home runs. I really I like that one. It's a nice one. Good job. Uh, Both prediction. I say this team leads the entire league in home runs. Home runs and RBIs. Okay. All right. Ready to go to our next team? Sure. All right. Moving on to the New York Yankees. All right, let's just jump into it. Last year, Yankees won 84 and 78. Better than I expected. Yeah. Um, go over to additions. We talked about this early. Andrew Miller signed four years, $36 million. That's a lot of money to give to a reliever. Uh, they traded a three team trade. Four years, $36 million. That was less than the Astros offered. Astros were reported offering $40 million. 
That's a lot to pay for a relief pitcher. And especially four years. If you were listening out there, do not go over three years for a relief pitcher. They are way too volatile. <laughs> Even the elite guys. Um, traded for Didi Gregorius in that three-team trade with, it was Arizona, New York, and... Cincinnati? No. I seriously want to say Detroit. I think you're right. I will look that up while I keep talking. Uh, traded for Garrett Jones and Nathan Rivaldi from Miami. And a couple of arbitration deals with Michael Pineda, uh, Ivan Nova, Stephen Drew, and Chris Young. One year deals for them all. Anybody interested? Uh, I feel bad for Didi Gregorius. Why is that? Uh, because he is now the shortstop. He is the shortstop for the New York Yankees. Uh, the first time in what, 20 years that someone other than Derek Jeter has held that distinction. Um, oh, that's right. New York, Arizona, and Detroit. <laughs> and sometimes you get lucky. You always go with your gut, kids. Yeah, and he's not going to be anything, not even a fraction of what Derek Jeter was. No. So I feel really bad for this guy. De- well, I changed it around. Batting-wise, you know, at the plate, he's not going to be close to Derek Jeter. You'd be lucky to get a 250 batting average with this guy. Yeah. But he's he's one of the better defensive shortstops in the league. Um, maybe, oh, man. He'll be better than Jeter was, let's put it that way. I know it's not saying much. Because at the end, Jeter was a horrible shortstop. Couldn't go to his left. And, you know, he make the fancy plays every once in a while. But that's all you got out of him. So I think Gregorius will save more runs than Jeter did last year. But the bat will definitely be behind. But even what uh, Jeter had a shell of himself did last year. And, And no matter how proficient he is defensively, you know, as long as he's a New York Yankee, he'll always just be under that shadow, no matter what. That's uh, that's tough. That's gonna be that's tough for anybody. Right. Yeah, you're right. But if Yankee fans honestly think Gregorius is gonna be anything close to Derek Jeter, then they're dumb as hell. <laughs> I would just say that right now. This guy couldn't hit in Chase Field. Yeah. So I don't know what you're expecting for him in Yankee Stadium. Uh, go to the losses real quick. Derek Jeter, Brian Roberts, and Alfonso Soriano. All three of those guys retired. Uh, Shane Green trade to Detroit and the Gregorius deal. David Robertson, the closer last year, signed uh, a hefty deal with the Chicago White Sox. Brandon McCart- McCartney actually took less money to go to the no the I'm sorry. The Yankees didn't even offer him a contract because they thought he was going to be too expensive. Too expensive for the Yankees! <laughs> what year is this? What year? It's a bizarre year. To continue, uh, traded Martin Prado and Daniel Phelps to Miami in the Nathan Ovaldi deal and lost Ichiro Suzuki to Miami as well. Signed there as a free agent. Yeah. Brand uh, new questions. Oh, gosh. Um... How long does it take for this team to get back on top? I don't see it happening anytime soon. No time soon. How many Nobody guys? In the minor league system. How many of these guys in the star lineup are under thirty? Probably all of them, except for no Adam. under thirty. All of them except for Alex Rodriguez and Chase Headley. 
You understand the question, right? In the lineup? How many guys in the lineup are under the age of 30? So, starting nine? Yep. Seven. Alex Rodriguez. is over 30. I'm, so, I'm telling you who's not under 30. Okay. The two that aren't. Alex Rodriguez and Chase Henry. Everybody else, whoever is on that roster, I don't even know. Eddie Gregorius. Uh... You could just say, I don't know, instead of making this a very confusing situation. Seven out of the nine guys are under 30, I predict. So the two that aren't 30 are, I know for sure, A-Rod and Chase Hadley. Brian McCann is over 30. Same thing with Mark Teixeira, Stephen Drew. See, I forgot Mark Teixeira was even on the team. Didi Gregorius is under, he's 26, I believe. Uh, Chase Headley is over. Brett Gardner is over. Jacoby is. Ellsbury. Are, yeah. These guys are already over? Brett Gardner is... How old is Deacon Garrison? I think he was 26. Oh, he's 25. I missed Brett Gardner is 31. Wow, these guys are sneaking on 30. Big time. Ellsbury is either 31 or 32. Rapid clicking coming from my computer right now. Yeah, yeah Ellsbury is 31. So only two out of this nine no, actually, no, might actually be under 30. No, one person under 30 in the starting lineup is Didi Gregorius. That's so it. Eight or one out of nine is under 30. That's, That's it. Wow. I grossly miscounted. <laughs> Or you know I wouldn't ask the question unless the number was really high or really low. Yeah. Well, no, I thought it was really high. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, I forgot about Mark Teixeira. McCain's 31, Teixeira is 34. Yep, 34. It'll be 35 when the season starts. Well, they're just, they're just counting down for that. Contract to expire. Oh man, how much how much longer does that contract have to go? Whose contract do you think they're looking forward to expiring most? Alex Rodriguez. Or Rodriguez. Or? Rodriguez. Because uh, once yeah. you get rid of the contract, you get rid of all the stuff that comes around. Because mm-hmm. let's see, did it this 2015? Because Teixeira only has 2015 and 2016 left. Really already? Yep. I think that was 20. Man, that's a lot of money for a guy. Twenty-two point five million both years. Yeah. Whoa, and no trade cost, so he is going nowhere. Yeah. He hit two. Man, he might have an, a Chris Carter season. Hit like two twenty with twenty-five home runs. So you can say healthy. Those yeah. power numbers have been dipping year in, like the past three years. I would say. Like you guys said, who would the who would the Yankees rather get rid of? Alex Rodriguez or Mark Teixeira? Is Rodriguez a hundred times out of a hundred? I think Rodriguez's contract is actually three more years. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so this year, then two years afterwards, and then every home every. Let's see. If he's when he surpasses the home run record of Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron, and Bonds, Barry Bonds, every time he passes one of those guys, he'll get an extra six million dollars. Set no words for yeah. their thinking at the time. That was a dumb contract when that happened. He when he opted out of his original. 
$252 million deal in 2007. The Yankees should just let him go instead of stupidly resigning him. 10 years and $275 million. I don't understand why you would resign anybody these days past the age of 35. Unless it's like one of your franchise guys that you want to retire, like Jeter. It makes no sense to pay that much to an Asian guy. It's just too much money to spend, I guess. Let's go to the rotation real quick. Which, <laughs> okay, CeCe Sebastian coming back from injury. Masahiro Tanaka is might be a Tommy John surgery waiting to happen. Uh, Miguel Pineda, Michael Pineda, I'm sorry. Yep. He of the pine tar incident. <laughs> Uh, Nathan Avaldi from all here in spring training, he's the he'll be the best pitcher if he can get his damn uh, splitter to work. And then Ivan Nova is coming off of Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. Ask your burning question, son. Who's rotation you like better, Yankees or Red Sox? Red Sox. Because Porcello. Because I have less question marks or less injury. Okay. Okay. Because there's a chance. You know, by the all-star break, CeCe's on the DL and Tanaka's out for Tommy John surgery. And like I said, Nova just had Tommy John surgery last year. He probably only limited to about 85 to 100 innings this year. Yeah. And I'm looking through the rest of their pitching rotation. Do you have? Any, how do you feel about Aaron, Adam Warren or Chris Capriano? <laughs> Got a little chill in here. The one thing I am confident is their new closing uh, closer, uh, Dylan Batantis. Uh, I think he was a strike thrower in the eighth thing. I think he's going to be the same guy tonight. So um, they won't have a, any problems there. Wait, so they signed Andrew Miller to a four-year, thirty-six million-dollar contract to be an eighth inning guy? I think he'll be an eighth inning guy. Holy cow! Unless they really want to keep Batantis in the eighth. That's unbelievable. Uh, so far, let's see, Roto Wire News. Yankees manager Joe Girardi said he's not close to naming a closer, and it's possible he would go into the season without giving that designation to Miller or Batances. Wow. Wow. That's a again, Miller, that's a lot of money to pay for a guy who may not be your closer. <laughs> Who you have as a bounce back candidate? <laughs> Can I say Alex Rodriguez? I'm going Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> he did. He's back. He's bouncing back from zero. I am going Alex Rodriguez, and I say bold prediction: he hits 25 home runs this season. Wow! If he if he gets close to 20, he will be peeing in a cup daily. He hits 25 home runs with a. Two sixty nine average. That I'm hot. That is high on both ends for far I'm concerned. Uh, I'm going with CC Zabathia. I think he'll be healthy this year. Um, he's he's back on his non diet, <laughs> uh, so he's a little bit health uh, healthier. And I think I just hope his knee holds up. He's one of the few black pictures we have out there, so I always root for him. Uh, regression candidate. Jesus Christ. Let me look and see who was good last year. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, how about 
the pentaxis. Last year we had year rate of 1.40 K per nine of 13.5. Wow. Tantas, your regression player of the year for the Yankees. I'm going with Tanaka just because I don't think he makes it through the entire season. Ooh, that's a good That's a good pick as well. Okay. Breakout candidate. Oh god. But Tantas. <laughs> you can't have a regression and breaking out. Um I would have said Pineda if it wasn't for that whole cheating thing last year. Oh, that's a good question. Because there's no, like, young guys on open cup. Man, it's like good, uh, Gregorius, and that's it. Yeah. I think I'm going with Didi. As your breakout candidate. Well, for me, breakout candidates are young guys, and this team has no young guys. He's the only person that can break out, unless there's someone down the minors that we're just not seeing that comes up. Um, Keith Slade, who is that? Well, they're outfielders. Now you're just making up names. <laughs> um, Nathan Avaldi, that's what I'm going with. He's only 25. Sure. <laughs> it's like uh, him. <laughs> Darts from the black. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who's their towel toss player? Ooh, boy. Ooh. Tanaka. Yeah. I mean, look what happened last season. It's, I have no faith in any of their hitters. Like, they'll get their numbers by hook or by crook, but if they're on your fantasy team, you won't feel comfortable starting them one game. Yeah. Uh, under over... For the Yankees, 81.5. I will say under. Agreed. And let's go to the last one. Bold prediction. What's your bold? You already heard my bold prediction. Not only do the Yankees finish last in this division, they are 20 games behind the first place team. Wow. Okay. Like we just we just basically ripped this team to shreds. I feel I don't feel confident in anything this this team did for the, in the off season. Yeah, nothing, nothing. They stink. All right, moving on. Next team in the division: Tampa Bay Rays. Last year finished seventy seven and eighty five. Um, they really didn't have any kind of additions. Mostly subtraction. Mostly subtraction. And the two biggest ones, losing their manager, Joe Madden, Joe Madden to the Cubs, and Andrew Freeman, and Andrew Freeman to the Dodgers. Um, they also lost, let's see, Ryan Hannigan and that... Uh, Will Myers. Will Myers, Will, thank you. Ben Zobris and Yunel Escobar were traded to Oakland. Talk about Will Myers traded to San Diego. Matt Joyce traded to the Angels. Sean Rodriguez traded to Pittsburgh. They signed Johnny Venture, so good for them. <laughs> Another team I just don't... Is this the year they go back to being Devil Rays? Oh, yes. If, you know, just by the way, they, the products that's on them here. Here are the starters so far. 
Rene Russo, Rene Russo, Rene Rivera, Rivera Rene Russo can hit 270. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Loney at first, Nick Franklin or Azuba Cabrera. No, they have Franklin at second, uh, Cabrera at shortstop, Evan Longoria at third, Desmond Jennings, Kevin, what's that, Kiermaier, and Steven Sosa in the outfield with John J. Sosa DH. Oh, it's like the Yankees, but like they're all seven years younger. <laughs> all right, so burning question. Knock yourself out because I did the additions. There were none. Don't worry about it. No, like I said, it's just the year they go back to the game. Yes. yes. They're not finished 500 this year. Oh, yeah. Can I go to the starting picture real quick? Let's see. Chris Archer is their ace right now. Then Jake or... Oh, the Rizzi, thank you. Alex Cobb was coming off injury. Matt Moore coming off injury. Drew Smiley. I like Drew Smiley. That's why I did. And Chris Archer. Of course, I like anybody whose name is Archer. Um, but, man, I think they'll be better than the Yankees, but that's not saying much. Let's run through this team real quick. We'll have anything really interesting. Bounce back player? Bounce back. I am going to go Matt Moore. He's coming off Tommy John surgery. He is? Yeah. Oh, God. Matt Moore. Right now, I projected to pitch 130 innings. He had Tommy John surgery last year. Yeah, like the beginning of the year, didn't he? Yep. Remember, someone had on his team was very disappointed. Uh, for me, I am picking Evan Longoria. Okay. Last year, two fifty-three average with twenty-two home runs. You know what? He also he is in that um, Weeders Harper zone where it seems like they should be better than what they are. Absolutely. Like the potential is there, then they just haven't fully harnessed it. His best batting average year was 289 in 2012. And most home runs he hit was 2009. We hit 33 home runs. I guess you'd say 2009, 281, 33 home runs, and 113 RBIs. That's where you're like, okay, he's on the path. He'll be the next. Uh, let's see. Smith. Mike Smith. Mike Smith hits, you know, 300 and. 30 home runs and 100 <laughs> RBIs, and it's only happened one year. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe we're just asking too much from these people now. Regression candidate. Like we're doing. Yeah, that's true. Regression candidate. Give me some regression. I'll say Drew Smiley. No, uh, I'm sorry, Chris Archer. Uh, Ten and nine, three point three three ERA. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm picking Alex Cobb. Uh, he went ten and nine as well, but a much lower ERA, two point eight seven. I think he got really lucky last year. I expect that to bloom back up. We're just throwing names against the wall, aren't we? Yeah. 
Breakout candidate. Oh, I got your attention now. Kevin Kiermaier? You know, last year, according to War, he was the second best player on the team behind Ben Zobris. Yeah. He's a pretty good defensive, uh, what's that, shortstop, center fielder. Last year, 263, 10 home runs. Oh, better than I thought. Uh, breakout candidate. I am picking. I can't write. I can't go on the Desmond Jennings train again. That has led me for to failure for the past two years. Uh, all aboard the Desmond Jennings train. <laughs> no, thank you. I will take Steven Souza. What's up? That guy. The one they traded from the Nationals. I think you'll have the opportunity. It seems like once he comes up, he's 26. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was kind of the uh, the guy that everybody was shocked to see get traded in the Will Myers deal. Yeah. I think he can actually be Will Myers. <laughs> get the same bad narrative power. Yeah. Towel toss player. Look for you. Yeah. Let's not waste any more time with that. Yep. Uh, over under 78 and a half wins. Under. Uh, mm. It's a lot of wins for a young rotation. That's right. I think going over, I think they can make it to 500. I am a fool <laughs> and a dreamer. Uh, bold prediction with this team. Bold prediction. They lead the league in defense this year. They have the best defensive rating. Bold prediction for me. James Lonely. James Loney hits 18 home runs. And if you know James Loney, that is a bold prediction. <laughs> what is his career high? I think it's like 12? 13. 15. 15. The Dodgers. Yep, his second year. I'm saying he gets 18 plus. You know why? Because I have no one else in the stadium for Moving on to the last team in the division, the Toronto Blue Jays. Last year finished 83 and 79. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of moves. A lot of moves. Alright, first off, they traded for Marco Estrada from Milwaukee. Added Russell Martin with a five-year, $82 million deal. Traded for Josh Johnson from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Outfitter Michael Saunders from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave one-year arbitration deal to Justice Folk. Josh Toll. Wilton Lopez. Astro great. Ryan Kalish. <laughs> Brett Cecil. Casey Jensen. Diane Viciato, who's one of the worst defensive outfielders in the league <laughs> of all time. Give it a, 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 a little penguin out there and he'd feel better than Diane Vistiato. Oh, uh, I do like the Donaldson trade. I know we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I do like the, and we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I do like the Donaldson trade nonetheless. Uh, he definitely is an upgrade in the power department over Brett Lowry. 
uh, adds a third power bat to a pretty potent lineup already with Incarnacion and Batista. I agree. Um, keep on rolling. Uh, as far as losses, they trade Adam Lynn and they trade to Milwaukee. Um, Anthony Goals, who's one of their top prospects that never got it going, trade to Detroit. We talked about Brett Lowry and wonder prospect Sean Nolan trade to Oakland. Uh, Jay Happ trade to Seattle. Melky Cabrera signed with Chicago White Sox over the summer, over the winter. Kobe Rasmus signed to Houston. Dustin McGowan and Sergio Santos, both of those guys signed with the LA Dodgers. Can we have like a moment of silence for Marcus Stroman? Sure. Okay, everybody. Uh, Torres ACL doing fielding drills. Do you think it opens up a spot for Daniel Morris? Their uh, guy, their their prospect who lives in a van down by the Walmart. Oh, the guy who lives in the van down by the Walmart. Oh, that's an awesome story. I advise everybody to Google him and read his story in ESPN. Apparently, this guy. I mean, he's a bonus baby, so he, he had a bonus like $2 million, and he still lives in his van outside of a Walmart. He originally was living in right next to the beach until the cops came and said, yeah, you can't do that, <laughs> so <laughs> please move to the Walmart. Hey, when you're young and rich and probably unattached, you know, no, no kids, no... You know, spouse or oh yeah, you don't have a girlfriend if you're living in a van outside of Walmart. Especially if you have money, she, your girl is not living that life with you. Um, why not, man? Why not do it? Mm-hmm. Have a good story you can tell for the rest of your life. Free and young. Uh, what's his name again? Norris. Yep, Daniel Norris. Right now they have him number five. The starting rotation is Ari Dickey, Mark Burley, Drew Hutchinson, Marco Estrada, and Daniel Norris. Although I feel like Hutchinson will be starting. I heard that he might be starting opening day. So. There's not a lot of options. Burley just is that guy who dominates the entire first half <laughs> and then is just. Loses steam after the all-star break. Yeah. But I love him just because of the way he pitches. He gets in there and he goes. He's like He reminds me of Warren uh, Oswald. Just get in, throw strikes, get the game over. And go. I, I want the fans out in two hours. He's Royal Walt about the overpowering stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, we talk about the additions, subtractions. Any burning questions for this thing? Um, is this team suited to go far in the playoffs? Are they built right now to go far? As on I don't the, think they are. Not yet. On the field. Uh, the batting order is, uh, I think this team is going to hit a lot of home runs, score a lot of runs. It's just that pitching rotation. If they had Strowman, I would say yes. But it's just, I mean, I can't trust Ari Dickey after what he did last year. And Mark Burley is only a year older. Yeah. Norris and Hutchinson are still young guys. And has Marco Estrada ever pitched in the American League? I don't think so. He's been with Milwaukee for the past few years. Yeah, he's with the Nationals, and then he's with the Brewers. So it's still an intriguing team, nonetheless. Yes, 
think they'll be battling for a wild card spot, but I just, with that rotation, I just don't think they'll go far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me your bounce back candidate. Bounce back candidate. So the team might say Pearl Lowry, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. Gosh. Um, I'll go Ari Dickey. You know, I think he still has a lot to prove after that Cy Young season. And while I don't think he'll ever get close to that level again, I think he still has something to prove. I think he still has... Um, I think he's got the ability to win 15 games. And that might be my bold prediction that he wins 15, at least 15 games. He won 14 last year. Oh, then I'm going to win at least 16 games. <laughs> Ooh. Got to give it a little buffer. You're so bold. <laughs> um, man, I think I would agree with you because I don't see any other guy I'm really like, interested in. So I'll go, I'll agree with you with um, Oh, wait, you know what? Here, here is my bold prediction. They, they go to the second round of the playoffs. They make it to the playoffs and go into the second round. You know, that's fine. You know who I'm expecting. I'll, I'll pick instead of Dickie. Their first baseman, Justin Smoke. Mm-hmm. I about. I've been hearing about this guy since he was a farmhand, the Ranger system. Yeah. And he set a piece of the Cliff Lee tree. Tree. Yeah. And he's never put it together. Put it together. I mean, um, he can luck into a couple of home runs and such, but his bat average is always. Around 240, I believe. Yeah. I'm checking up his stats right now. Rangers, and then with the Mariners. Yeah, his career, he's a career 224 hitter. I think hitting in Toronto and the Rogers Center will definitely hit him, help him. I think he'll be 260 with, let's go, 18 home runs. Okay. He'll be a passable third baseman, uh, first baseman. So, uh, who's your regression candidate? Um, I'll go. Incarnacion. I think it's gonna it's gotta be either one of the power hitters and I'll go with Edwin. I'm going hard and I'm going with uh, sorry. Russell Martin. Okay. There uh, there's no way he hits two ninety again. <laughs> Wait, and not live up to his $85 million contract? I know. People not living up to the money. Shocker. Um, he's still a good defensive catcher. Um, um, calls a, a great game, and it's good with the pitch framing. I just don't see the bat the bat average that high. He, he's probably going to sacrifice bat average for home runs. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think he'll be as good as he was last year with the Pirates. Uh, Who knows? Who cares? Uh, Breakout candidate. Breakout candidate. I'll say. I got my boy. Daniel Norris. Daniel Norris. He'll make the team. Oh, we're both picking pitchers. I'm picking Drew Hutchinson. Okay. Two strikeout pitchers. Um, We believe both of them make a team. Unfortunately, because of Strowman's injury. That would have been our breakout guy, right? Strowman? No, because he already broke out last year. He was 11 and 6 with a just over 3 ERA. He was and, and one save. 
he was really good. How do you know that off the top of your head? I was just looking at his stats the other day. Uh, shedding a tear. <laughs> I think disappeared. Alright. And uh, Towel Toss player. It's gotta be Batista. <laughs> uh, you're taking Batista? Yeah. Last year, 286. Wow, that's that a 260 here. 35 home runs, 103 RBIs, 403 on base percentage. Wow. Oh, man. I think you're right. It's gonna be Batista. I agree with you. It's sad we agree. We need to argue more. Yeah. Over under 82 and a half wins. I'll say over. Uh, I agree. I think they're going to be battling the Red Sox during the year uh, for the AL East Championship. Mm-hmm. Who has a better rotation, do you think? In, the, in that division? Between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. I still think it's uh, the Blue Jays. I can't agree with you. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't disagree with you. You might be right, um, especially if the two guys we like and Hutchinson and Norris are starters. Because I think their upside might be better than everybody except for Rick Rosales. Uh Your bold prediction. You said that they'll make it to the second round. Yes. My bold prediction, I am I'm just in love with this guy. I say Drew Hutchinson uh, is an all-star this year. Okay. And finishes the year with 17 wins. Nice. Wow. I'm, I'm high on this guy, right? <laughs> oh, you ain't kidding. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah. You got to be a talking. Now we're going to uh, all right, we're finished up with the AO East. Benito actually finished another an hour and a half. Really? Yeah, hour 13. That's what. Oh, probably because of the race. We kind of zoomed through them, but they're, they're interesting. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, well, we appreciate the support as always. We appreciate you guys tuning in for downloading. We're on iTunes. We're on Twitter. Uh-huh. We're on Twitter. Yeah. You're on Twitter, as I've been told. <laughs> you can find me at Ant underscore Garcia288. Well, that's official. We're on Twitter. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> People don't think we plan. <laughs> Be right. And <laughs> Matt. <laughs> follow me at DQ327. And follow the main side at 288 underscore. And uh, get ready for our next podcast where we'll be traversing the AL Central, which I guarantee will have a couple surprises. Chicago Southside. Leaving for life. <laughs> Alright guys, for Anthony, this is a Quincy. Later, babies. <laughs>